your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Tuesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So um, the full top 50 NHL players list is out. The top 10 came out over the weekend. Yes, Sidney Crosby um, was in the top 10. You can find out all the top 50 NHL players from all the Locked On hosts. Um, on the Locked On NHL podcast with Mike DeStefano, Rachel Donner, and Joe DiBiase. Um, it's on YouTube. Wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to it. Turn on your notifications so that you never miss an episode. So we are back with another episode. This is the last week, believe it or not, of three episodes a week. Uh, tomorrow will mark four weeks to the day when the NHL season starts. So your Pittsburgh Penguins will be in action four weeks from tomorrow night, I am so stoked for this team to be back playing, even though, yes, Cindy Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are not going to be ready to start the season. But, you know, that doesn't matter. I've missed hockey so much over these last couple of months. I can't wait to just go back to daily content for you all and, you know, bring you the best content that I can bring and bring on some more guests, etc., um, etc. Et I have a lot of fun things planned for Season 3 of this podcast, and I can't wait to get it started next week when we go back to Five shows a week because remember everyone, training camp starts uh, next week. Um, but to start out this podcast, we did have the Tyler Bozak news break today. Um, unfortunately, he is not signing with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He goes back to the St. Louis Blues. One year, 750K. In case anyone does not know the significance of what 750,000 is, that is the league minimum uh, to play in the league. So um, just basically took a hometown discount. Um, I think his wife even tweeted on Twitter that she's not going anywhere either. I think that was the big deciding factor, excuse me, with this move. The guy's 35 years old. He probably doesn't want to uproot his family this late into his career. He knows that, you know, he's towards the end of it. I mean, you're 35 at this point. Um, for as much sense as this would have made to the Penguins and, you know, for as much as I wish this would have happened because I would trust him a hell of a lot more over someone like Brian Boyle, um, you know, I, I can't fault someone for not wanting to uproot their family and just to stay where they are, even though the Blues are probably not going to be that good this year. Hey, man, you know, I, I'm not one to tell a player what to do, especially when it comes to um, family decisions. So congrats to him. I do hope that he kills it in St. Louis, though. Again, I really wish that Pittsburgh would, in, would have been able to sign him. Uh, we did have some news come out about the Penguins today. So we did officially get their developmental camp roster. So that runs... This weekend, I got the email today from the Penguins Communications Department. Um, I and a bunch of other media members that cover the team um, get all the emails from you know the communications PR people. So uh, Saturday, September 18th is a skill session at 10 a.m. 11 a.m. is practice. Uh, same thing for Sunday, 10 a.m. skill session, 11 a.m. practice. Then you can go watch the, the Pittsburgh Steelers at one o'clock for all the Steelers fans that listen to this podcast as well. Monday, it's a bit different though. Uh, 10 a.m. practice, 11 a.m. practice with a small area games competition. And then Tuesday, we wrap it up with practice and a scrimmage. Um, and then training camp for the Penguins opens next Thursday. So nine days away is Penguins training camp right now. And in case you all are wondering what the roster looks like, so 14 forwards, seven defensemen, and three goaltenders that are invited 
uh, to developmental camp. So um, for the defensemen, uh, Dylan McPherson, Josh Minascalo, who's been in Wilkes-Barre for a while, Will Riley, same thing, Ryan McCleary, Cam Lee's been in Wilkes-Barre for a bit, Isaac Bellevue, um, Nicholas Almari uh, for forwards, uh, John Gruden, he's been in Wilkes-Barre a bunch, Philip Hollander, of course, you know, he's going to get a big chance at training camp to potentially make the team. I'll be curious to see how he does in developmental camp. I'll be following some of the reporters that are there um, for these practices and scrimmages. Remember, everyone, if you are in the Pittsburgh area, you can go to these practices and scrimmage. I believe it is free of charge, um, and they are open to anyone that wants to go. So, heck, you know, maybe you're planning a road trip with your girlfriend, your fiancé, your boyfriend, whatever. Um, you can just go up there, watch the Penguins prospects, you know, come back the same day or maybe stay a night in the city. I mean, that would be honestly a great idea for a road trip if you ask me. But And hey, you know, maybe you stick around to watch training camp later in the week. I'm not sure if those are going to be all open to the public. I'm sure some of those practices will be uh, for sure. Other forwards that are on here, uh, Nathan Legary, you know, he needs no introduction. He can make an impact at the initial level this year if he makes it. Drew O'Connor, he was on the team a bit last season. Kyle Olsen, I don't know too much about him. I'm going to have to actually do a little bit of research on him. Sam Poulin needs no introduction. Um, Valtteri Pustinen, he needs no introduction either. King Clarkie and I have been talking about him a lot in our DMs the last couple of weeks. Um, he is one of the best prospects in the system. And I think the prospect that gets talked about the least, I think his skill level is on par with Poulin, Legary, and Hollander. I think he's going to surprise some people in this camp, and he may surprise some people in training camp as well. Josh Williams is on there. Um, Lucas, I can't even pronounce his last name, but I'm definitely going to try here. I think it's Shevkovsky. Um, I have definitely not heard of him. And then for goaltenders, Tommy Napier, uh, Brett Brochu, and then Philip Lindbergh, who the team just signed this offseason. So, um, just follow all the local beat reporters for coverage for that. I am not going to be in Pittsburgh this weekend, so I can't provide coverage for that. But I will be retweeting on both the Locked On Penguins Twitter account and my personal Twitter account at Hunter Hodes some updates from the local media as I get them. But I'm really excited to see, especially, I know I just talked about this here, um, I'm really excited to see um, what Valtteri Pustinen can do in developmental camp because um, if that can carry over to training camp, I mean, look out. I mean, this is a player that he's definitely one of the top five best prospects in the system. I don't even really think that's arguable. Just, you know, go through his highlights, look at his stats throughout his career in junior hockey, and you can see that the skill level is there. He just has to bring it all together, and he'll be a really good player, I think, in the NHL. Obviously, Poulin, I'm be watching him closely as well, as I just said. He has a chance to be a, a, maybe a, a small impact player at the NHL level this year if he makes the team. Nathan Legary, I'm not sure. I know some people are much lower on Legary um, than others. You know, I think that's just been the common um, sentiment I've seen from a lot of people in the fan base um, and just around the team the last couple of months is that they don't really expect him to make an impact this year. Um, but you know, there's also just not a lot of roster spots. Um, that are going to be open once the team gets healthy. You know, right now, obviously, it looks a bit different because the two-headed monster is going to be out to start the season, so there are a couple roster slots being open. But with that said, I still don't think Legary is probably going to get a spot there. Again, really excited to see what Philip Hollander can do at developmental camp. I think he's also going to get a long look at training camp as well. Uh, defensively, I think Cam Lee, you know, um, this is a player who I think signed under Jim Rutherford. I think it was a three-year entry-level deal. Um, he's someone that 
I don't think he can make the team out of camp, but I think he can push to potentially be a call-up or the first call-up once injuries inevitably hit the Penguins' decor. Same with Josh Maniscalco. I like the way he moves the puck. I like the way he defends in his own zone. He's always been one of uh, Wilkes-Barre's better defensemen. And, you know, Will Riley as well. You know, he, I don't think he's bad either. There's three pretty decent defensemen there, I would say. Then, obviously, the goaltending-wise, Philip Lindbergh. I mean, this is the one that everyone is going to look for. He had great stats. Uh, playing in college, signed to an entry-level deal earlier this offseason. No, I don't think he's going to, you know, take Tristan Jari's job or Casey DeSmith's job, but if he has a good camp and then has a good training camp, I could definitely see him taking a lot of starts in Wilkes-Barre this season, and for good reason. You know, he needs to get some pro experience and go against some AHL players because he was just tearing up the level that he was in before with just a ridiculous saber percentage. I think his saber percentage was well over 940 or something. Yeah, so so for this past season with the University of UMass, 949 save percentage in 15 games. The year before that, 927. Um, played in the fin- Finland under 20. Um, four games in international junior, 925. UMass in 2018-19, So he was just tearing it up against all, all this college competition. Let's see what he has now um, against some much better competition in AHL players and his record this past season as well. 10 and one in four goals against average 1.24. I don't know what his underlying goalie stats are just because I don't think they track it for college level games, but I do think they do for AHL level games. So we'll be providing updates on Lindbergh throughout his season and how he does down in Wilkesburg because he is definitely really intriguing going into the season because, Hey, you know, say an injury happens to one of the Penguins goaltenders, I mean, it happened a little bit uh, last season. He will probably be the first goalie called up, and I would not blame Ron Hextall. There is no one else in this system that should be called up before him, especially with the stats that he has. But, you know, again, let's see what he can do down in Wilkes-Barre against some professional competition for the first time. But that'll do it for this first segment of the show. I wanted to give my thoughts on developmental camp and who I'm looking forward to seeing do well in that, especially um, in the scrimmages, and then also my thoughts on what happened today with Tyler Bozak as well. Now, before we go any further, it is time to talk about BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever with BetOnline. All eyes are on the Gridiron's teams are back on to start another football season. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. There's even more odds, props, and contests that continue to be the number one source for everything football. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season that has been online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and the promo code sign up is locked on. We also cannot forget about Direct TV Stream. Today I want to tell you all about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. So Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part about that, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter 
at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We also did have another move over the weekend to talk about real quickly um, with the organization. I have the email pulled up right here from the Penguins uh, PR department. So uh, Pittsburgh named their two goaltending development coaches, Charles Grant and Kane Tissey. Um, So they will be working with the young goaltending prospects throughout the season um, in Europe minor leagues, juniors, and college hockey, as well as scout draft-eligible goalies and college free agent goaltenders. They will both report to Director of Player Development, Scott Young. Remember, everyone, Andy Chiodo was the goaltending development coach before he became the goaltending coach overall because Mike Buckley was uh, relieved of his duties. Um, Before coming to Pittsburgh TC, um, he spent the last seven seasons with the Kitchener Rangers of the OHL as the team's goaltending coach. And while he was there as the goaltending coach, he mentored three goalies that were drafted by NHL teams. Um, in addition to his work there, he also owns the Kane Tissy Goalie School, um, which there he trains goalies at all levels from professional leaguers to um, AAA girls and boys teams. He's also trained and mentored under current New York, New York Islanders goalie coach Piero Greco. And as for Charles Grant, he has spent the last three seasons as the goaltending coach of the Cape Breton Eagles of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So, Congratulations to both of them for joining the Penguins organization. I'm curious to see how they will coach up the young goalies in the system, whether that's Philip Lindbergh, Joel Blumquist, or Callie Klein, because you know th- those two goalies are going to be really good, I think, for the organization at some point as well. I mean, Klang was ridiculous this past season for his team in Sweden in the SHL. Um, for even in internationals, well, he only played in I think in three games, but had a 9.38 save percentage. Um, but for his overall team in Sweden, played 32 games, 919 save percentage, 2.46 goals against his average. That is better than what he where he was the season before that, where he had a 913 save percentage um, in 34 games with a 2.64 goals against average. So he has been getting better since he was drafted by the Penguins. And as for Blumquist, he has also been really good lately in Finland. Um, and one of his teams this season played 16 games, was 907, um, so a bit down. But the year before that, um, 9.41, there's 9.16, you know, 2018-19, he was 9.38 for his under-20 team. Um, He's going to be pretty decent, I would like to say, even though I'm not really sold on if he's going to be a full-fledged starter yet. You know, goalies are just so hard to predict because it's voodoo. You know, it's really the, the devil's position to predict, I guess is the best way to put it because you really never know how they're going to be um, year after year. You know, that that's just the way it goes with goalies. So we'll have to see, you know, both of them are still really young right now. I'm curious to see how both of these uh, goaltender development coaches uh, coach them up. And I can say the same for every other young goaltender um, within the Penguins organization that is not, you know, Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari, since, of course, you know, they're at the NHL level. There's some other little news over the weekend. So team physician Dr. Uh, Darmesh Vihas has been appointed to medical director of the UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex. Um, whenever you see a press release from the Penguins that, you know, a player has surgery or, you know, he's going to be out for this, you know, the surgery is performed by this guy. He's one of the premier doctors, I think, around the league, in my opinion, because the Penguins usually don't mess around with a lot of injuries. You always see these teams just bungle a lot of things because maybe the team doctors aren't a bit sure. You know, this guy, 
he definitely does it. And, you know, David Morehouse said in a statement as well, I have it right here. We're incredibly thankful for the work that he has done over the years with our players in the Penguins organization. We would like to congratulate him on his expanded role. His work, which spans from the treatment of NHL players to youth hockey players, is unmatched in the sports medical field. He's also been a valuable asset to the local Pittsburgh hockey community, and we are very lucky to have him as part of our team. So, again, congratulations to Dr. Vias. He just always does a great job with getting all the Penguins players back up and healthy. So I thought I would do a shout out to him on this podcast for, I think the first time since I took this over, I just, I really don't think he gets enough credit for the job that he has done with, you know, so many surgeries and so many injuries um, that this team has gone through over the years. With that said, I did want to end this segment talking about the, the Turner Sports Network. So TNT, TBS, they announced their game and studio commentator teams today for the NHL season with a month to go. They officially announced it. And uh, this is definitely a bit smaller than I thought it would be. Um, there's only going to be two play-by-play people, Kenny Albert and Brendan Burke. Uh, the analysts will be Eddie Olchek and Darren Pang. I'm a big fan of the play-by-play guys. I've always found Kenny Albert underrated. Um, I know some people think he's a bit dull. He's a bit boring. I think he calls a great game. Brendan Burke, I'm glad that he's going to be taking taken away Excuse me, from the Islanders. You know, I, I absolutely hate that he works for the organization because he is so good at what he does with his calls. I think he should be TNT's number one guy over Kenny, in my opinion. Analyst Eddie Olchek, I know he doesn't really move the needle much. It's just kind of like, you know, giving a hockey guy just a a job again. Darren Pang, though, really excited to see what he can bring to the broadcast. I haven't watched a lot of St. Louis Blues games over the years, but when the Penguins have played them, um, I will tune into the Blues feed because I really do like the way uh, Pang has called the game um, during those games. So, Curious to see how he does it at a national level. Ice level, uh, basically, basically inside the glass, as NBC like to coin it. Um, Keith Jones will be there. I don't really know how Keith Jones is on there because he has the personality of a wet rag um, that you see on an everyday basis, so I don't get that. Contributors, uh, Jennifer Botterill, Tarek El-Bashir, and Jackie Redmond, so congratulations to them. Uh, Tariq, I believe, does Capitals coverage for The Athletic. And then Jennifer and Jackie... Well, Jennifer was a former uh, Canadian women's hockey player who was ridiculously good, I might add. And then Jackie Redmond has been doing a lot of stuff on NHL Network, I think, um, for the last few years. Um, The host of the studio show will be Liam McHugh. I like that hire. Congratulations to him. I always thought he did a solid job with NBC. Analyst-wise, this is where this is basically like a wet fart. I mean, Wayne Gretzky... Again, he also probably has the personality of a wet rag that you see. Anson Carter, I think his analysis on the game of hockey is crappy. Um, I just did not think he ever brought anything that was good to the table when he was at NBC. Rick Tonkett, that remains to be seen. I don't really know how he's going to be. Then Paul Bissonnette, I I don't know how he got that job. I mean, everyone that follows me knows I can't stand Barstool for many reasons. I really don't understand why he is on that show when he's just going to be shouting into the void, I think, the entire time. We're just making stupid jokes for the sake of making stupid jokes. So um, that's a definitely one I did not expect, I-, I will say that. I think overall when you look at both teams uh, between ESPN and Turner Sports going into this season, ESPN's is stronger and it's really not even close. I mean... I think they have the better play-by-play voices. I think they have the better 
and listen, I think they have the better team inside the studio. And yes, I know that people, myself included, are going to be a bit hesitant with Mark Messier and Barry Melrose just because they're probably still dinosaurs when it comes to the game of hockey. But hey, I would take that over TNT's team, which includes, you know, freaking Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, and Paul Bissonnette. I just don't think that's going to be really fun to watch. And, you know, everyone is basically saying, you know, oh, can't wait to mute the TV when intermission comes on. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll give TNT a chance. You know, at least Mike Milbury's not there. At least Jeremy Roenick is not there. That's big. But, you know, having Keith Jones still be on a team when he's just a dinosaur and um, Eddie Olchek, who doesn't bring much to the game when, you know, Burke or Albert is doing play-by-play and then, you know, Anson Carter's analysis in the studio and Paul Bissonnette just screaming at whatever, Rick Tockett, not really should get it, and then Wayne Gretzky, who's probably not going to say much either. It's just, it's definitely a weak group. I mean, you can see why this is the NHL's number two TV partner with a lineup like this, at least in my opinion. So wanted to share my thoughts on that. I'm definitely more excited for ESPN going into this season than I am for Turner Sports. That's for sure. Now, we still have a little more to get to in the next segment, but before we do that, we do have to talk about, again, everyone's favorite delicious protein bar, and that is Built Bar. There is always something for everyone. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, I can tell you some right here with orange, cookies and cream, my personal favorite, German chocolate, strawberry, salted caramel, double chocolate, etc. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where we get two of each of the nine flavors. Uh, most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Hello, underscore Penguins. I did want to end the show um, with this. So a lot of teams, well, a few teams around the league today have been announcing that full roster of players, coaches, and hockey operations staff will be fully vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus before the start of the season. That includes the Philadelphia Flyers. So shout out to them. You know, they will not be uh, mistreated with this one. The Carolina Hurricanes also announced it today. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think a couple of teams in Canada did as well. Um, the Penguins need to be next with this. You know, I'm not going to spend a whole eight, nine minutes ranting about this, but the Penguins need to have everyone fully vaccinated against COVID-19 so they, they can help end this pandemic. If you're not doing your part to help end this madness that we have been in for almost two years now, then you are just basically wanting the pandemic to continue. You know, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to go on a full anti-vax tirade. I do that on my Twitter at times. Everyone knows my thoughts on that, but I really am hoping that the Penguins make this announcement sooner rather than later so we can just get that out of the way and that there, there won't be a, a big COVID outbreak with this team. I mean, you know, sure, there, there could be a few players that test positive because I understand that you can get the virus even if you are fully vaccinated, but you have a far less chance of getting it if you are fully vaccinated and a far less chance of a huge outbreak if your team and uh, your entire organization is fully vaccinated. So I really hope the Penguins make this announcement soon because it's the quickest way that we will all end this pandemic, whether you know it's for sports, concerts, and just everything that life has to offer. 
And I did see something funny today on Flyers Twitter. So uh, Fly Goal scored by, who was probably one of the funniest Flyers Twitter accounts out there. He's actually someone that can, I can tolerate to follow. He says, who wins a seven-game series? 12 Claude Giroux, 6 Ivan Probrovs, and 2 Carter Hearts, or 12 Sidney Crosbys, 6 Crystal Tangs, and True Tristan Jaris. Okay, I understand that True Tristan Jaris are on that team, which is not fun. I also understand that there are two Carter Hearts on that team, so they would probably have a bit of a goaltending uh, mismatch, though. You know, Hart this past year was not good. But 12 Sidney Crosbys versus 12 Claude Giroux. I'm taking 12 Sidney Crosbys um, every single time. Jesse Marshall even has mentioned says, having more than one Sidney Crosby is like crossing this, the streams in Ghostbusters. Uh, Jeff from the Pens blog said, this is basically just playing NHL faceoff 98 and turning the goalies off. Um, I quote tweeted this and I'll say this on my podcast. Um, the Pens would sweep that series. Heck, they would probably win that in one game before the Flyers would forfeit. And six Chris Letangs versus six Ivan Provroms. I mean, if we're talking a prime, prime Chris Letang versus a prime, prime Ivan Provorov, again, that's not even close either. And if we're talking a prime Sidney Crosby versus a prime Claude Giroux, you have 12 prime Sidney Crosbys versus two 12 prime Giroux from 2012. I mean, this is not even a debate, at least in my opinion. I understand, yes, it's a bit of a joke, but it's still fun to talk about. I think the Penguins would probably win every game by eight goals. I mean, even if this was played a thousand times, I think the Penguins win 990 times out of a thousand, <laughs> literally. Um, I just, I, I really wanted to end the show on a, a bit of a funny note because I really did find that funny. But, you know, just having... One Sidney Crosby is not fair for most teams, but if you have 12 freaking Sidney Crosbys on a team, I mean, I don't know how the Flyers would stop that. I think they would hate Sidney Crosby, Flyers fans, that is, for longer than an eternity. I honestly think that they would just have a death sentence um, against Sidney Crosby for the rest of their lives because he would just own them like they have never been owned before by Sid. Again, considering it would be 12 Sidney Crosby's versus 12 Claude Giroux. And again, you know, one other way to think, six Chris Letangs, I mean, especially about how he was in 2015-16 and then, you know, from 20, 2009 to 2015 when he was ridiculously good without the injuries. I mean, that's just, that's not fair. You know, maybe the Flyers have the goaltending matchup, but that's the only one that they, they will have an edge in in that seven-game series. The Penguins will win that every single time. Especially since, you know, you're getting... 12, 12 of the best player in the world. But that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I appreciate every single one of you listening to this one. And we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. And then we'll end uh, on Friday going into next Monday where we will do five episodes a week. So stay tuned for that. Hope you all have a great rest of your evening and we'll talk tomorrow.